0: Hey guys, welcome back to the third world perspective. Welcome back to another episode. Obviously, we are covering Qatar 2022 with you guys. uh My name is Pablo, and I'm back with Linus Wahome, aka Linus Wahomes, aka Mr. King, is in the building. Linus, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm good. I'm good. It's, you know, evening. I can see a sunset outside my window. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm really good tonight, today, well, this evening.
0: Yeah, are you? How, how come you how come you have a sunset man because i mean i mean kakamega right now um we have just had a, a rainy evening um no sign of no sign of a sunset man how come you have a sunset uh,
1: so well it's a certain sun not yet a sunset but yeah you know when you, <laughs> when you have that golden glow, that's yeah so looks really
0: nice Gee cheese 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 okay 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 um obviously the the sun sets in the west man and since the sun sets in the west we're going to speak about these teams in the west man usa canada and mexico we are talking about the north american teams today after we spoke about the asian teams um the other day the previous episode if you guys missed that make sure you guys go check it out You, you never mention um football or soccer basically what they call um football in the u.s you never mention it um and the u.s in the um and quality in the same breath but obviously the us has the usa national team has come a long way um they are contending now obviously they're hosting the world cup um usa canada and mexico these three teams obviously they're hosting the world cup in 2026 and it seems like we're going to see them qualify, um, regardless of whether or not they're hosting man, because it seems this is a current trend with them. USA here, um, obviously the main star man for them is Christian Pulisic, um, Chelsea winger, obviously former Borussia Dortmund player, um, someone who is a big name for them. Starting with the USA side, Linus, of the three teams, would you say that the USA national um, team has the stronger side?
1: yeah i'd say so they really have a good side uh uh some good youngsters some you may know some you may not so like john polisic will be the main man uh fluid attacking uh, player can play any position and that front three which they usually line up with so yeah uh really good players i'd say players to are you know Sergio you know, just from you know from barcelona currently plays at Milan, a good right-back. Right you have Weston McKenzie at Juventus, another good central midfielder. And they're pretty young, so this is a team for the future. Uh, a mm. team that, you know, for the next decade, should be watching closely
0: yeah and obviously mentioning obviously dead obviously serginio S- S- serginio dest um former like Lena said former barcelona right back he is 22 years old so that is that is actually crazy to me because i've been playing with him on fifa for like it seems like for a long time um obviously he's at se milan now linus also mentioned weston mckinney as well um mckinney for me like obviously mckinney um sounds like an irish name uh, i always thought he was irish but turns out he is is a u.s international um, a very good player um, for juventus N- obviously notched up nine goals in 37 appearances for the u.s as well um is a player that you need to look out for and linus i have a question for you christian pulisic was actually born on september um 18th 1998 so he just turned 24 years old the other day are you angry or are you sad that christian that you're actually older than christian Pulisic?
1: Why would I be either? I mean, look. There's always <laughs> young people, right? <laughs> I mean I mean you could look at uh let's see, um uh this uh leads uh tracking midfielder, Aronson, who is mm-hmm. I believe twenty two, you know, he's twenty two mm-hmm. setting up the Premier League, so yeah. you know, would you be out No. Know, we had our days in so let the young people, you know, have yes. this too
0: yeah man for me yeah and like you it pisses me off that he's younger than me um it pisses me off the fact that he is obviously earning millions playing for one of the best clubs in the world um playing in the best leagues in the world and obviously he's younger than me it pisses me off um but obviously another player that that is basically exciting for the us we are talking about i'm talking about timothy ware um you guys you guys might know him he is the son of um a very popular former footballer here George Ware is was actually the 25th president of Liberia African footballers to actually win a Ballon d'Or his son is not playing for Liberia surprise surprise his son is playing for the United States of America this is basically brain drain here um he is a player I think he's he's so young he is something like um 22 years old he was born in the year 2000 timothy where um he is the future for the u.s and not liberia which obviously as africans we have something to say about um timothy obviously born in february 22nd 2000 um he plays for Lille. he already has 25 cups under his belt for the u.s notching up three goals um he is also a talent that's coming up like lena said this is a very young team this is could be a golden generation for the u.s they're looking very good they're looking like a team that could be that could be in and in and around this conversation um, to basically make Iran during the knockout stages um, come their their home World Cup in 2026. Um, so the US, like 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 just looking at their group, obviously England, Iran, uh, and Wales in that group. It all
1: comes down to their to their coaching staff because the manager has a lot of options, has a lot of good options that he could use, and so he needs to find. Uh, team, yeah. you know, team that's able to work together because what you see is especially with the attacking players, most of them tend to be quite fluid in those attacking positions. So each one of them can play in either of those three. So you might have to devise a system where they're quite fluid, they're quite flexible, they can interchange um, which you know right. will create a bit of confusion in the back line. We'll be able, you know, to avoid being man-marked out of a game. So, yeah, uh, you've mentioned a few. You've forgotten um, Dortmund's uh, superstar, Giorena, I think, turned. Yeah. He turned. Uh, his birthday was quite recent. So, uh, yeah, oh, rather. Right, 19. Coming out. Yeah, so he'll stand in 20 soon. So, yeah. yeah. On, the, on the 13th of November. Uh, yeah, and also tell Adam that Leeds, you know, a very confident uh, central. Defender, a uh, central defensive midfielder who can play with the ball at his feet. Like I said, Aronson, another good player we've seen for, uh, play for Leeds United. Quite confident with the ball at his feet. You know, a bit arrogant, but you know the Americans you expect that. So yeah, and we could say a lot about they do actually have a lot of young talent, which is quite yeah. Um, impressive. Uh, yeah, I think I think a player I really want to see is uh, Yunus Musa uh who mm-hmm. plays for Valencia he's a mm-hmm. creative player who's quite industrious I mean I haven't seen a player who is quite creative and industrious since Kevin De Bruyne so he yeah. he, he talks uh he or rather he the company of such a player like De Bruyne but yeah he's a really exciting talent that I really wish we'll will play part for this um, United team at the World Cup
0: yeah. Yeah, and obviously speaking uh, we've spoken about the threat of this US, US national team actually being being a golden generation. Um obviously m- m- the it is the, it, this is a side that is very like uh, um, there's an amalgamation of everything. You're seeing like people from from every race. You're seeing people from that have backgrounds from from every country. Um you're seeing people that are playing in in every other country. You have players that are playing in Europe, players that are playing obviously um in Germany you have that Belgium Scotland, France. Um, you have a little bit of everything, and you also have players that are playing in the MLS as well. You have players um, like Jackson Uel, who is playing for San Jose Earthquakes. So, obviously, FC Dallas players. You have Sebastian Litgate as well. Um, but j- just, just. To think of Linus, how how does does this like um, diversity and like amalgamation of players from every single place? How does this help the U.S. going forward? Because the country is known for its diversity. Do you think it it helps that the the U.S.A. national team also reflects that that device diva- that diversity?
1: One, I think, because well, they do tend. Uh, most of these leagues do also tend to speak some sort of english so language barrier won't be actually an issue for them you know it's not where you come where you're foreign player, and then you come to a national setup and you're able to actually speak um their local language so i think for them having english as a common language is actually what's in their favor but you know what playing in different leagues in different levels you tend to have this blend of experience this um players who are accustomed to different cultures not only um, on the pitch but also you know uh surround in, in the surroundings. so there tends to be a bit of sharing here and there a bit of uh tactical uh, ability where a player can uh, be able to adapt to what is required of yeah. them you know because they're not used to a certain rigid system like you find in with english players you know perhaps yeah. so yeah i think i think having players play i mean Although, although we have mentioned um, the the, um, the situation where you find a national team composed uh, solely of uh, local talent, I think there's a value mm-hmm. in having as a national team a national side composed of um, players that play in various leagues, in various um, <coughs> divisions, in various nations. So yeah, yeah. I think maybe going forward the, will be one of the things that actually um, help this uh, young United uh, United State team. Uh, in future competitions.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, 100% agree, and I think also the fact that players play in different in different leagues or in different divisions or in different countries, I think also that helps in terms of motivation. I think it's very motivating when perhaps you're playing um, for a team like Genk in Belgium, uh, and obviously you you go to the national side and uh, you're, you're seeing somebody like Christian Pulisic who obviously won the Champions League with Chelsea, uh, who basically plays in the Premier League and faces the legs of Ronaldo every weekend. Uh, or, uh, uh, like that's type of quality. I think it's, it also does a lot to motivate the team. But just like looking looking at them, obviously, they also have other players in the Premier League, like Matt Turner, who plays for Arsenal. I think he's the second goalkeeper or the third goalkeeper. And obviously, they're starting for goalkeeper for the United States national team. Should be Zach Steffen. Um, obviously, Manchester City goalkeeper. is now at loan at Middles- with Middlesbrough. Um, he has the most caps of, of all the goalkeepers. I think he is the man that should start for them. Um, I think the USA are, are a good side. All in all i think for group b they, they they should look at this group and have a chance obviously wells came in came in basically were one of the last teams to actually qualify for the world cup um they had they had they had to do a playoff game i think i think they um, i forget Lena, who did wells first again before before coming to the to the to the league to the to the qualifying to what to the world cup um. i think i think they came up they came off of someone i i, I forget we'll, we'll speak about wales in the next weeks um but basically the usa should look, should look at this book ukraine yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly I think it, I, also, yeah, I think it's Ukraine um basically they should look at this group like obviously England um, England are a tough one but England also have problems of their own we are seeing a lot of their players go down with injury and obviously some of those players have already been ruled out um, they should look at Iran as maybe not as such a difficult a, a, a difficult so <laughs> such such, such uh, exactly they should look at iran as not a difficult team they should look at um, Wales, wells i say that basically had to get over ukraine to get into the tournament they should look at that as also not a difficult team and they they should fancy their chances to actually get out of the group as well let's quickly jump to group c um where mexico is actually sitting comfortable with saudi arabia poland and argentina mexico um they're they're usually a team that basically um are a threat in every world cup they have been used to the legs of chicharito um, but now this is a different Mexico side, obviously Chicharito is not there anymore, um, some of their players that have actually been legendary throughout the years, they, have, they are not there anymore um, they also have a problem with Raul Jimenez, obviously a wolf striker, um, it seems like he has not been himself um, since he had that, that head injury um, I think he, he against Arsenal a few a few years, a couple of years ago um, Lainas, what how, 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 how are you seeing this Mexican side, is it different from the Mexico side Sides that we have been used to. Um, do you fancy them? What are you seeing from Mexico?
1: Well, it's a tough one for this side. Uh, well, so like you said, they have been quite successful at World Cup. This will be, I think, their seventeenth showing, and they eighth in a row. So they're one of the most successful sides that side of the hemisphere. <clears throat> uh, well, mm-hmm. uh, like we've seen, their attacking has been great. You, you talk about Jimenez. Uh, you'll see uh, having that Laza- yeah, having Lozano at Napoli and Jesus Corona at Sevilla haven't really been having the great uh, the greatest of seasons. They are rarely playing for their sides, and this is the front three that's supposed to be terrifying. That's supposed to you know have defenders shaking in their boots, but they haven't been quite good, either of them. And you are thinking, well, do they do they have options to? Uh, can they actually look for options somewhere else? Uh, not the same quality of the players that have been missing. it's a bit difficult for them without their attacking talents um defensively they're not a great side but you know they always want to score and then a group with poland and argentina so that makes it quite difficult for them as well
0: yeah
1: yeah so we are quite they're not great they don't the goalkeepers are quite old Well, not not other than anything with an old goalkeeper i mean but well in a group with saudi arabia as well and we said saudi arabia is quite a defensive side will they you know will they have will they have the attacking quality to actually break down these sides uh, given the form of you know talent then my answer would have to be no i mean unless you know they able to shake this off prior to the world cup because that has made probably maybe an appearance or two for wolves corona maybe a single appearance having lozano is, is uh, is actually making appearances off the bench. Having lost his place to uh, Vatashkeliya, so mm-hmm. yeah. Look, maybe, may, maybe they'll be able to find another gear for the tournament that they haven't been able to find in their respective leagues and respective clubs. But I wouldn't stick to this Mexican side
0: yeah yeah as well obviously like um uh, uh, other other players that that basically um have been have been having success for for their clubs um like Funes mori as well um we remember him he was he was he was, he was a, a good player for benfica a, a couple of years ago um he is now 31 years old um basically just is now at Monterey um, in the, in the Mexican League. He, um, he's, he, he is not the player that you that you basically want um, to put all your hopes into to score a goal. Um, he, I think I think Benfica was was his only stint in was his, his only stint in maybe a, a top a top league um, because after that I think he went to Sx Essex, Sxhiaspor in in Turkey. So that's it's and is 31 years old that's that's not where you want to get your goals from raul jimenez as well is 31 years old we have, we have talked about his form um but the lozano one is interesting because obviously he, he is the, the player that basically they, they they want their goals to come from he want they want him to contribute with goals but like you said obviously his club situation is not it's not a perfect as well because um victor Osimen is also there and Osimen has has basically turned into some sort of beast um for napoli and he is not getting as many chances as many opportunities as you'd like um but for the for the mexican side the 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 coaching staff is basically all argentinian um gerard martino is 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 the manager and george taylor is george taylor is is the is the assistant manager here but obviously, they 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 they, they still have um, Hector Moreno, who who can add that experience. Um, obviously, a teammate of, of Fiends Mori as well. Um, at Monterrey. Um, he has that experience, 126 Cups under his belt, um, a, very, a very solid defender. Um, hopefully for them, they can just get the goals from set pieces um, or from counter attacks because um, we know a player like Jimenez can actually help during counter attacks. He really holds the ball up really well and if you have speedy winners, then that's that's possible. Um, we've seen that happen countless times, obviously with, with Adama Traore um, back at Wolves but the problem is if he can actually get get back to that form return to that form that he had um but basically for the team it's it's very bleak um, I think I think uh, another player that they have to rely on who is coming into his own is Edson Alvarez um playing for Ajax as well. Um fifty eight cups under his belt for Mexico is coming into his own. Um I don't think they can rely more on players like Andres Guardado. Um is he, is basically approaching um his forties because he's thirty six years old, just turned thirty six the other day in September. Um a ton of caps under his belt. I I'm thinking he should be he should be their captain here going forward um but basically for mexico they basically have to make sure that pff, they don't concede man because it's hard to it's hard to see where goals are coming from uh, and hopefully they just go out there and basically stay solid um try to get a win basically one nil wins or two nil wins and they'll be good or like two one wins at most like they will they it won't be a good tournament for them if they concede a bunch of goals earlier on yeah linus do you have anything to add on mexico here
1: um, so, I think well, as much as you're saying the situation is bleak, particularly the attacking situation. But mm-hmm. They've played in this last previous seven World Cups. They've always made it out of the group stage, only to lose to the round of 16. So, if you do it, if you've done that seven times, you know what's one more time. That's what they'll be telling themselves, so, right? Mm-hmm. And besides that, Argentina, Poland, and Saudi Arabia are quite winnable games. So. Wow. Hopefully, luck like, is on their side, like it has been the previous eight times, uh, or rather the previous seven times.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, I think I, I also I also think like um, the fact that. You, you, for me, my thinking is the fact that Mexico are actually um, in 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 such uh, maybe a transition of of like squad depth because we know most m- most of their players are aging. Most of their players are actually leaving. They won't be playing perhaps football in the next three, four, five years. Most of their good players anyway. Um, so you're thinking maybe they could just like. Do this World Cup as a test run until they host the World Cup um, four years from now. So maybe they, they they try to do this as a test run. They they call up some some of the young players that are talent that are talented, and. Um, obviously, give the experienced players um, a chance to actually um, play or play in another World Cup. Obviously, after playing in 2018, or others played in 2014 as well. But just like do this as a, as a I, that's my thinking. If if I were perhaps a, a, a member of the Mexican FA, this this is what I would have done. I would take this World Cup as a test run and try to build a squad that would perhaps challenge in 2026. But that's that's just me. Yeah, yeah,
1: that makes sense. Yeah. I mean. I know the Mexican um, league does produce some wonderful talents. I mean, look at Diego Lainez at Braga, who came through, I think, I want to say Montgomery, but I I don't know. Uh, So, Monterrey, rather. But I'm not quite sure. So, yeah, young executive talents, they they do have, they're able to produce talents from from their um, national division. So, they should. They should be alright. They should be alright going forward. Just for this particular World Cup, maybe play much of the worst time possible for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Diego Diego Lainez um, obviously came came from America. There's a there's a there's a team obviously in the Mexican League, America club club the football club the football America.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think I think I think for 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 Mexico. Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully, Mexican fans don't expect Mexico to actually win this World Cup. Like, if I'd be a Mexican fan, I'd actually be looking at 2026. Like, let's build a team that we want, that I we actually want to win the World Cup in 2026. And they and they are, they can because Mexico has never has never been that team to shy away from competition. They've never been that team to actually just like be participants, They've always caused problems. And looking at the previous World Cups that they have hosted, they hosted in 1970. Um, they go to the quarterfinals which was is massive it's, it's massive they hosted again in 1986 and they got to the quarterfinals again um i think i think they they should they should look at 2026 and be like there's there's an opportunity here obviously 40 years after they they hosted for the second time this will be the third time hosting along with canada and the us now let's speak about canada man canada um canada was never in this conversation for you guys that are thinking canada is a team that we we usually speak about when it comes to international football we don't man like canadians are known for their ice hockey canadians are known for their Canadian um, football which is um, the um, their version of the American of American football Canadians are not known for for soccer man and it, it seems like they are coming on in a in a really big way obviously um there's sad news on this on this front Alfonso davis actually went out of the, the game of of his his game with Bayern Munich yesterday um, with what appears to be an injury a leg injury or a hamstring injury um Alaina basically how bleak is the Can- the Canadian Canadians tournament if Alfonso Davis cannot play I asked this basically regarding Son Heung-min um last time um the same question but with Alfonso Davis how is the Canadian national team looking like if Alfonso Davis doesn't play
1: Yeah unlike with Son I said uh they do have options to replace him I think with Davis particularly you know in that left back role yeah he'll- Miss for them and might actually just change how their competition looks because I was thinking of a team that has you know Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, and Kyle Rarin, Clarin, you know leading those teams, leading the team. So mm-hmm. you have a defender, good a defender, someone in the midfield, someone in attack to actually lead them through. But yeah, without one of those pieces, I, I, uh, oof, they're difficult, the difficult uh, tournament for them because the only other time they came. To a World Cup, they lost all their games, didn't even concede once, uh, didn't even score once. So they could they couldn't. They, I think they've already set the bar solo low with that performance. So whatever they do at this at this World Cup will be yeah. quite better. And actually, I thought because the group they're in is quite favourable, you know, with Belgium, Croatia, we said Morocco have their own defensive problems. Uh, Canada has can scored goals. I mean, you could see mm. them at scoring many of the sides. So Look, I hope. I don't know. Is is the situation? Dave, is it, is it that he'll miss from um, the World Cup?
0: Is yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: basically,
0: yeah, basically we, we are waiting for 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 confirmation from Bayern here because, um, the the the, the thing is like obviously ben chile has been ruled out for england um, if you guys want to see the article you guys can go on dine sports um dinespressbox.com and read about it i wrote about it um but for Alfonso davis is there there has been no official confirmation yet we just know he, 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 he uh, basically he left the game yesterday with an injury we don't know if he'll be healthy and that will be a big miss for canada obviously like you said um the for Canada, they, 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 have, they have a good trio here going on. Jonathan David, obviously, 22 years old with with Lille. Um, he is one of the best upcoming strikers in Europe, one of the best upcoming strikers in the world. Um, he already has 22 goals for Canada, which is just mind-boggling to think that someone at such a young age already is scoring that amount of goals for his country. 22 goals in 34 appearances, which I think it's is incre- incredible. Um, obviously, you mentioned Sylarin Larin as well. I think it's Sy Kyle not Kyle Canadians can correct me here if I'm wrong um that is obviously one one of the experienced um players here um, I think he he, he he is in terms of goals. I think he is someone that can contribute a lot, obviously twenty five goals for Canada, um, in his in his fifty four cups. Um but Alfonso Davis is also a contributor in terms of goals, man. Like people might might think about the miss that they'll have, that Canada will have um on that defensive line and basically the the, the the leadership and the mentality and the experience, obviously they'll miss that. But he, he also notches up goals for Canada. He he already has twenty 12 goals for canada which is which is incredible for a left back um these are the goal these are the amount of goals that are contributed by left backs like andy robertson for scotland or someone like maybe Amarcelo for brazil um this is these are very high numbers for a left back 12 goals in 34 appearances for canada so that will be a big miss not only defensively but going forward as well um their coaching staff is basically um dominated by 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 Canadian Canadian staff, but their head coach is English. John Hardman is their head coach. Um, I think most 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 of their other players play um, in Canada. Um, I think someone like Schaffelberg plays in Nashville. He is he, is, he plays in the MLS. But but basically Canada, it, they they just have to keep their fingers crossed, man. That 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 um, Alfonso Davis is all right because if he's not that that'll be a big miss for them massive miss
1: yeah it could be a very very big miss and it could uh scour their tournament which a tournament which i think they would have been quite optimistic about but yeah without yeah. um Alfonso davis or fonzi as is known so it'll be a big miss yeah. for him
0: yeah, and not and obviously think about the fact that they're in a tough group, man. A, a group um, with Belgium, um, where Belgium it seems like may, maybe maybe. You, you never know what, what their mentality is. You never know if they are looking to maybe win the World Cup. You never know if they are looking to give up because most of their players are actually in their 30s. Uh, Morocco here. Uh, Morocco, obviously, one of the best teams from uh, from from, the, from Africa. They, sh- they should be a team that are looking to get out of the group. And Croatia, a team that actually got to the World Cup final in 2018. So, Canada, uh, fingers crossed that Alfonso Davies is healthy, um, but we are going to be a it's going to be exciting watching the likes of Jonathan David actually perform on an international stage. Most people might not know who Jonathan David is, except if you watch League One, maybe. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting watching him actually get a get a, get a chance at the international stage. I think that's that's very interesting for for just watching Canada man go out there and perform. Yeah, I mean I Jonathan David is shame
1: on you. I mean he's one of the most exciting <laughs> youngsters. I, think, I, I, know this, I mean, I know. I, I know you know. You have formations dominated by the likes of Harlan and Mbappe, but You know, outside of Harlan and Mbappe, there are other youngsters who can actually play football. So yeah, he's one of those youngsters mm-hmm. that can actually play football.
0: Yeah, 100%, 100%. is so good, it's so good. Um, Yeah, but obviously, um, we spoke about Costa Rica in the very first episode, speaking about the South American teams. Um, Basically, we put Costa Rica in there mistakenly. Um, But if you guys want to see how us basically breaking down the Costa Rican team, you guys can can actually um, go and check out the first episode, speaking about the South American teams. Um, But this has been the North American teams, guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, And shout out to you guys, for listening, shout out to you guys basically for tuning in every single week. Um, follow me on Twitter at Pablo Econero. follow me on Instagram at Pablo Econero as well. The podcast is now on YouTube. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel at Third World Perspective. linus is not on the socials, we try to get him on there really, really soon. Uh, shout out to you guys for listening, man. Lenas, what do you have to say?
1: Uh... Join us on the next episode, you know, where we do Europe, and I tell you why England won't score a single goal in this World Cup. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to see why England won't score an, an, a single goal, man. I think that's, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, shout out to you guys for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.